Hey, Jason Flavlin here. In this video, we're gonna talk about pricing strategies, specifically why you can price both low and high as well as mid ticket and do well in any of those tiers once you understand the context and application of when to apply what. Secondly, we're gonna talk about how and when to present the price because where you present it and in what fashion the price is shown dramatically will impact the success of any promotion campaign or offering of any product regardless of how good the product is or isn't, there's a lot about this type of presentation of price and when it's revealed and how it's revealed that makes the difference. We're going to discuss that. Lastly, we're going to talk about ethical financial engineering. It's one of the biggest secrets that we do in our promotions that really gives them extra juice. It makes what you sell better than free if you're selling it to the right audience. So let's jam on that. Now let's talk a little bit about the why before we get into the how. Why it's important is I think probably most entrepreneurs, they're making one-tenth of what they could make due to pricing mistakes. They're either pricing it too low, which is eating into their margins, or they're pricing it too high, which is causing them not to get the customers that they could otherwise get. And if you don't get a customer the first time, the best customer is an existing customer that you can empower, escalate, and then continue to provide additional solutions to. But if you don't get them at first, you never get them on the second, third, and fourth, and fifth bite of the apple. So a lot of people are losing money, tremendous amount of money based on pricing mishaps, if you will. Uh, if you price right, you get better customers and you can serve them better as well. You don't get this issue where you're like, oh, there's no margin. So we have to cut corners or we somehow have to suffer, which then we bring that into the marketplace and we're not fun to be around. So why would customers want to do business with us experientially? What to speak of the end result of what they purchase. So you get better customers and you're more able to help the customers that you get Here's the thing. If you underprice, you suffer. If you overprice, maybe you harm, but maybe you don't. There's an old sales book I read that said something along the lines of better to pay a little bit more than you needed and get exactly what you want than to pay less than what you should and get something that is not quite complete. And some of the psychology here of you know price is something you pay once, uh, cost is something you pay for the lifetime of the product. So we would rather have a higher price, but a better long-term cost for our clients if we possibly can. So we're gonna talk a lot about the psychology of this and that. First thing we have to know though about price is it's not price, it's price in relationship to value. We think in terms of price because price is a concrete number. That's an easy to understand concept. I can see it. Value is abstract. It's hard to really wrap your head around. It's amorphous, it doesn't really have a form to it. But ultimately that's what everybody's searching for. So when we're pricing, it should always be in relationship to the value that we offer. You can sell stuff for a penny that's not worth the value, and you can sell stuff for a million dollars that would be worth it 10 times over. There are many things I would personally right now pay a million dollars for if they existed and say, man, I got the better end of the deal. So it's not price, it's value in relationship to price. The first product I ever sold was four measly dollars, and I priced my pricing strategy back then was fear. I was afraid to price it any higher, but that's not a bad strategy if it gets you out there and gets you working. So I sold a little six page ebook for four bucks. And the good news is it only took me like an hour or two to create the product. But what I stumbled upon and then later recognized and started building whole businesses around was people love the product, not because of its price necessarily, but because they were taking a process that would take 20 or 30 minutes that they would have to perform 10, 15, 20 times a week. And they were able to get that process down into half the time. So I was saving the average person 10, 15, 20, 30 hours of their life in this one business activity 
by being efficient in terms of they paid me $4 to save 30 hours off their life. What a good deal. I certainly could have charged more, as you see. But the whole point of it is, is it didn't matter what I charged. What mattered was the end result and the impact on life compared to what they paid to get it. So you always have to run that in your mind. The value of what they gain has to fully exceed the price paid for it, ideally many times over. And so this is one of the benefits of when you design solutions for the segment of your audience where price is not the primary constraint, you will be able to design superior solutions that nobody else can match. Now, 20% of your audience typically that you're focusing on price is way down the list of constraints that they're concerned about. Uh, now, what's interesting is most people price products to appear, appeal to the 80% of the audience. So you can go at one-fifth of the audience and have four-fifths the potential of price. It's just simply, you can charge five times as much and have people be five times as happier even though you're going after one fifth of the audience. So it is an exponential effect because they're saying, listen, whether it's a thousand or 2000 or $3,000, I really don't care because the problem is significantly more to me to carry around with. And I just need a solution, but it's gotta be a true genuine solution. I can't get anywhere else. It does have to be head and shoulders better than other things that are out there. And so for them, they'll pay $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $4,000. They don't really care. So we, we seek to go after those markets with those solutions. And then we can invest several hundred or thousand dollar plus in enhancing those solutions to make them head and shoulders for those audience. I had a, this software one time we sold. It was $10,000 if you paid for it up front for a year license of it. And it was specifically for Amazon sellers, so private label products, but not just any Amazon sellers. It was Amazon sellers who had already done decent on Amazon, at least six figures, ideally seven figures, because it could reliably double traffic. At the time, um, it worked really, really well to double or even triple the traffic you could get on Amazon. Uh, so you could practically double your business running the software over the course of the next year. And so if you had a business that was just getting started or you didn't have a business with much profit margins, you wouldn't want to buy the software. But if you had a business doing seven figures and we could double the traffic to it, you'd be happy to pay $10,000 if you felt you could make $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 or more. And many of the users of that software did just that. And so I remember when we dropped that, because we were very, very cautious to make sure that we could fulfill it, we could support it. And if need be, we could work hand in hand with every single customer and client who took that software on. So we limited it originally, I think, to 150 people. And then, you know, $10,000 a pop, we sold it out in 30 minutes. And you do the math on that's $1.5 million in 30 minutes on a piece of software that these people were, would rather be able to buy than to not buy. The longer we delayed putting that software in their hands, the more money they were losing in potential. So they wanted it and it was there. Now, in these instances, when you're targeting specific segments, you have to be very clear about this. This can't be gimmickry. This can't just be like, this is only for people who take action, you know, where you do these false disqualifications to make people feel like they're special. Uh, I'm not talking any of that nonsense. I'm literally talking, hey, listen, if your business isn't doing at least this on Amazon, or if you haven't done this, or if you don't have this much capital on hand to invest in your business, um, don't do this. Only do this if you fit this criteria, A, B, C, one, two, and three. But if you fit this criteria, this is tailor-made for you. And that's the kind of stuff that really gets those types of audiences going. Now let's talk real quickly about how presenting the price is really important. In my webinars, uh, I do something differently than almost anybody, which maybe is why we get such better results. I don't know. 
they do this. They say, here's the offer. Here's everything you get. Here's all the bonuses. And now here's the price. What I do is I say, here's the core offer. Here's everything you get. Here's the price. Here's where you go to sign up. And when you go to sign up, you get these special time-limited bonuses if you sign up before the special offer expires. And so in the, in the former example, when you show everything and then put price, you end with the focus being on price because that's the last thing in that chain. With mine is there's value, then there's price, and then there's more value. Now you end on value, which is important, not just to you, but to your audience. Uh, people know the price of everything, but they don't understand the cost or the investment of nothing. A lot of people don't. And, and in, in my situation where I put the price in the middle, we actually give them a time to really decide whether they want to buy it or not. Because you can't absolutely really know and make a decision, do I want this or not, until you know the price. So I want to get the price out up front immediately so they can start thinking of a decision. If that decision is no, that's fine. Because it's really no given the current information that I have available to me. So now if, they, if it originally was maybe, and then I add a sweet thing to it and another one and another one and another one, now maybe becomes yes. If it was already probably yes, then it becomes a definite yes. If it was no, then it becomes maybe, and then it can become yes. So when and how you present the price is super important. Um, one of the pieces of advice I gave to Russell Brunson when he first started ClickFunnels that completely changed the trajectory of their company uh, was I said, here's the problem with selling software. First of all, you have these multiple tiers and your software is an ABC type of pricing and that confuses people. Uh, second of all, is they become very myopic on what are the features? What, what happens if I cancel? Can I cancel? Yeah, they, they get too much into the details of the technique. Uh, I said, give the software away for free and instead have them buy a product. And that's what they did with ClickFunnels is they gave the software away for six months uh, for free when they bought this traffic course, I think it was, that he sold. And it's funny because the whole presentation is built around the funnels and ClickFunnels is the solution. And they're like, well, what does it cost? It costs nothing. It's free. Oh my God, I just spent an hour selling me on this thing to tell me it's free. It's free, strings attached, obviously. So it puts all of those other little doubts that they had up front that don't really matter. It puts them in its proper context in place so you can focus on what really matters which is, do you need this or not? Would this help you or not? Is it more expensive to not buy than it is to buy that kind of stuff? So in the final analysis here, I could do a whole masterclass for hours and hours and hours on price uh, psychology, price strategy, price presentation. Um, let me just give you some, some simple things that you can put to action immediately. First of all, everything has a price. Even inaction has a price. So make the cost of not buying your thing more expensive than buying your thing. If you do that, you'll get more sales. Take whatever they're doing and help them understand that that is more expensive than investing in the thing that you're offering to them as an alternative. Uh, more sales will be made doing that than trying to just say, look at how great my thing is. Look at what it can do for you. Juxtapose it with, this is what the costs you're facing now are. This is the cost of doing business with me. Which cost do you want? You can sell at all price points, mid, low, and high, and you should eventually. But when you're entering a new market, at least this is what I do, I look for where's the gap in that market? If it's on the high end, we start on the high end. Oftentimes it is. People neglect the high end, which is, which is weird because that's the 1% of the, the market share that spends 50% of the money. But everybody kind of wants to be like everybody else. And so they all kind of price around the same thing. So if everybody's priced in the middle and on the low end, we go in the high end. If people are in certain markets, people are priced in the high end. Uh, and then we go maybe low if nobody's priced low, or we go in the mid if nobody's priced in the mid. 
So we always are looking at what segment of the market, low, mid, or high, is being neglected. That's our entry point. Once we get in there, then we can go up and we can go down. We can take customers, say we're in the mid-level, that's where we start. We can graduate the other customers to the higher level. Uh, and so now we add in the high level, and then we say, gee, out of these mid-customers, what are they buying prior to buying from us on the low end before they seek us out? And then we could add that to our portfolio as well. And so we eventually want to hit them all because we want to serve as many people as we possibly can, have as much impact as we possibly can. And the bottom line, though, is this. The real strategy is in empowering existing customers. So in the example, when we sold the $10,000 software, we only sold it to existing customers who had previously purchased a product from us. Most of them, that's how they started their Amazon career. So we helped them start their Amazon career. And then some of those became really amazing Amazon sellers in large part due to us. And so when we came to them with software to those existing um, successful sellers, we could sell them a $10,000 software and it was a good deal for them. So empower existing customers and they'll be able to invest at higher levels with you. There you go. Go get it. I'll see you on the next video.